You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 26, 2019. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go a little bit more in-depth into the Orlando Magic schedule. I'll, I'll highlight the key stretches to pay attention to uh, as you begin to map out the Magic schedule and and, and where the trouble spots could be and, and really the, the the moments of the season that are going to define the Magic moving uh, in 2020 as, as they try to return to the playoffs. And, and so we'll talk a little bit more specifically about how the schedule shakes out. Uh, like I said, I think when it first came out, I, I do think it's advantageous, but they got to take advantage of some key parts. they got to survive some key parts, and then we'll see where they're at from there. Of course, it's extremely difficult to predict who's actually going to be good and, 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 and whether what we think will be easy will, will be easy or not. But we'll, we'll go ahead and, and work under those assumptions as we stand right now. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering your Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here on Locked On Magic. Team USA, obviously, in in uh, in uh, Australia right now, they're getting set to head to China. They'll play Canada on Monday. We'll talk a little bit about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, especially with Ken Birch. We'll update as well some international games as well as Evan Fournier had a big game scoring 29 points in 19 minutes against Italy on Sunday. Montenegro falling to, to Nigeria as well on Sunday. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, I believe, had 15 points in that game. We'll talk a little bit about all that, but you know, obviously Team USA is probably the team most of you are interested in. The best place to go for that is to is to hear from the player, hear from the team podcast. You have players on the team, like the like Locked On Celtics or Locked On Jazz or Locked On. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is on the team now. Locked On Bucks. There's a Locked On podcast uh, for every team in the NBA. Plus, Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball will have you covered for national perspective as well as your fantasy fantasy pers- perspective too. Locked On NBA will actually be a really good place to keep up on the uh, on the FIBA World Cup as well. You can find all these podcasts on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Plus, don't forget to check out the Locked On NFL podcast and Locked On Fantasy Football as well as the great podcasts on the Locked On NFL, MLB, and College Networks too. You can find them all again wherever you download podcasts. So just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. When you look at the the NBA schedule, uh, you know I, I think I think I say this every time we do a schedule reveal show or talk a little bit about the schedule, but it's you know it, it, it's, the NBA I think does a really good job balancing the schedule. Their schedule formula I think is really solid. It ensures that everyone's playing about an even strength schedule, at least opponent-wise, at the end of the day. Where the trick comes with the schedule makers, where the trick really comes with with devising a schedule, is where do the road trips come? Especially the long West Coast road trip in, in the Magic's case. How do the teams kind of jumble and bunch together? Where are the supposed soft spots? Where are there a lot of home games? And these are really the things that you want to take note of when you actually sit down and look at the 82-game schedules. You're trying to map out, okay, where can you strategically maybe make a move or, or, or theoretically make a move? Where are you going to have to try and get as many wins as you can and, and, and whatever you get, you get? 
And if you could do really well in those, then then I think you have something. I mean, I remember thinking, I, I remember talking about this with David Bauman a few weeks ago here on the podcast, that the Magic going out west, setting the three-point record against the Kings, beating the Lakers on the road, on national TV, and then beating the Nuggets the next night in Denver, it was probably the first time I really thought to myself, this team could win the title. You play well in those really difficult spots in the schedule, and then all of a sudden, it feels like you could do something really special. This Magic team probably isn't at that level. Uh, you know, maybe they are. Maybe they do make that kind of a leap. Uh, it, that doesn't seem very likely. But there's still these moments in the season that you can really point to and say, yes, this is a part of the year that's going to tell us a lot about the team. And I'm sure I'll write this column this year because I write it every year. That first West Coast road trip is usually when I, I really say, okay, we're going to learn a lot about this team. You know, win, win or lose, no matter what the record is, even if they finish 500 on that trip, we're going to learn a lot about this team. And so already here in August, you could sit down with the schedule and begin to point out some of these areas some of these moments that are going to define the season. And so I think what I want to spend today's episode doing is beginning to map out these moments. And I do have to say, and I think I said this when the schedule first came out, the beginning of the season is going to be really vital for the Magic. I picked out a stretch of games that are is pretty much the first month of the season, October 23rd to November 17th. Orlando plays nine of their first 13 games at home, at the Amway Center, a place where the Magic have said they want to establish a stronger home court advantage. If they want to do that, if that is truly one of their goals, something that they really didn't get to last year until the very end of the season, if they want to do that, it has to start from the beginning. And of course, the good news for Orlando is they're going to virtually have complete continuity from last season. Really, the only players they're adding to the mix are potentially Markel Fultz, Mohamed Bamba, and Al Farouk Aminu. It's essentially, I mean, it's not essentially, it is the same team as last year. And as I said back when the schedule came, back around the time the schedule came out, they are going to have a lot of advantages to hit the ground running. And they're going to have to. You take a look at those first 13 games, it's not that it's easy. They have a lot, of, I mean, they do have a lot of home games. But the opponents are definitely challenging. Opponents that they should feel at least equal to. And so if you're looking to separate yourself from the Indianas, from the Chicagos, from the Atlantas, the Magic have a chance to do it early. Let's run through this stretch. The season, of course, opens Wednesday, October 23rd against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Orlando then takes a two-game road trip at Atlanta on the 26th and at Toronto on the 28th. The Magic then return home October 30th to play the New York Knicks. Perhaps could be one of the worst teams in the league. And then a difficult home back-to-back November 1st against the Milwaukee Bucks and November 2nd against the Denver Nuggets. So those first six games, not easy by any stretch. Toronto, Milwaukee, Denver, 
Last year were obviously elite teams. Toronto's probably fallen off a little bit, but those are still some of the very best teams in the league. That's half your game. So a 3-3 three and three start isn't terrible, but it's this next stretch that could really separate the Magic. Tuesday, November 5th, the Magic travel to Oklahoma City to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. November 6th, they're in Dallas to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Good team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. And then they play their longest homestand of the season. November 8th at home versus the Memphis Grizzlies. November 10th versus the Indiana Pacers. November 13th against the Philadelphia 76ers. November 15th against the San Antonio Spurs. And November 17th against the Washington Wizards. After you get past that home-and-home back-to-back on November 2nd, for the next two weeks, you're playing four playoff teams. One, the Oklahoma City Thunder probably will not be a playoff team this year. The Indiana Pacers struggled without Victor Oladipo, and he will not be in that game November 10th. And then Philadelphia and San Antonio. San Antonio, some would argue, are not a playoff team this year. I'm I'm not willing to go that far yet. They're certainly going to be in the conversation. So again, you get a lot of teams that you should feel at least even to. If I'm Orlando, I'm not saying this is true or not. If I'm Orlando, I feel even with Toronto. I feel even with Indiana. I feel even with San Antonio. All in all, in this first 13-game stretch, there are only three teams that I think that, that the Magic face that I think we can probably definitively say should be better than the Magic next year. And all three come at the Amway Center. Milwaukee, Denver, and Philadelphia. To say the least, this is a vital stretch for Orlando. Thir- these thir- first 13 games... They're not going to define the entire season. If Orlando goes seven and six, or you know six and seven, or they're hovering around five hundred, it's not the end of the season. There's still a long way to go. But as plenty of people point out, you can usually tell where a team's going to land within those first ten games. Really, the first quarter of the season, the standings are pretty much set. Remember, Orlando had to go on a crazy run to make the playoffs at twenty-two nine. That's not something you want to count on again. And what they did was really special and really rare. If Orlando doesn't want to have to afford to do that or Orlando wants to, wants to you know, be peaking at the right time and have some cushion to fall on, they got to build it here. This start to the season, to me, is so vital. Orlando has to start, I mean, honestly, Orlando has to start at least 8-5. and five. That's, that's my honest opinion. It's not that they won't make the playoffs, but if they really want to feel good about where they're at, about what they're building, about doing more than just making the playoffs this year, they've got to be 8-5, and 9-4 and four to start the season. they got to be in the front of the pack, not chasing. And it's all because of what comes next on the schedule that they have to do this. As much as the Magic spend at home, early in the season, those first 13 games. October and November are pretty manageable. Like I said, that first month feels very, very manageable, especially with all the home games. But December and January will prove to be extremely difficult. 
may not be as difficult as the stretch that included the Mexico City games in December last year. And I, I do think that the schedule got to them a little bit, and that's one of the reasons they were in a little bit of a hole. As they needed time to come together, and then they played a just nasty, nasty, nasty like three weeks where they were not home for consecutive days more than maybe twice, including playing two home games in Mexico City. The real fun for the Magic begins in December. That's when the schedule will toughen up significantly. And I picked out a West Coast stretch, December 11th through December 20th. Things will not get much tougher than this first West Coast road trip. And ironically, it does start at the Amway Center. December 11th, the Orlando Magic will host the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the favorites to win the title. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they're really good. Or they're going to be very good. They're just the top-end talent is there to be really dangerous and really good. Sweeping the Lakers this year would, would be an accomplishment. And it was an accomplishment last year because the Magic swept the Lakers when LeBron was still playing. And the Lakers were still good. Yeah, I think they were fourth or fifth when LeBron ultimately was shut down for the season. Following that game December 11th, the Magic will host the Houston Rockets on December 13th. The Houston Rockets will also be among the best teams in the league. With James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they are a nightmare to cover on the perimeter, and it'll be tougher to stick Jonathan Isaac or Aaron Gordon on on both of them. On top of that, Houston was one of the best teams in the league last year anyway, and they swapped out Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. So it'll be interesting to see how they come together, but yes, on paper, that is about as difficult as a a set of home games the Magic could have. That Denver-Milwaukee home home back-to-back is tough. This one's also tough. And it's made tougher to me because of what comes next. After the Magic play, probably two of the top teams in the Western Conference in back-to-back games, they take their first West Coast road trip. December 15th at New Orleans. December 17th at Utah. December 18th at Denver. December 20th at Portland. A four-game West Coast road trip that's not difficult in and of itself. But among those teams, and you know, maybe the Magic should consider them, themselves equal with Portland and, and perhaps Utah, who a lot of people think will take another step up with Mike Conley now in the fold. New Orleans is the only team in that group that, I mean, New Orleans and the Lakers are the only two teams in that group that didn't make the playoffs last year. I think we all assume the Lakers will. New Orleans then is really the only team that isn't universally thought to be a playoff team. Yes, they will have Zion Williamson. Yes, they will have J.J. Redick. Yes, they will have Derek Favors. And I think they'll be a little bit better than, than people think, although some people think they will contend for the playoffs. I don't think they're that far along. This is the first big West Coast road trip. The Magic have an East Coast road trip earlier in the year. Or in that in that time between where I'm talking about, but this is a difficult difficult stretch where you're going to have to grind out and scratch out some wins, especially because the rest of December is really tough too. The rest of December is extremely difficult, and it leads into January, which might be the most difficult month the Magic have in the year. The Magic will open January at Washington January first. They'll have a four-game homestand, Miami, Utah, Brooklyn, Washington. Again, all teams that the Magic should probably feel at least equal to. 
before they hit the road for a really difficult road trip. It is a California swing, but the the amount of travel they'll have to do, and, and yes, the opponents are extremely difficult. It starts January 10th at Phoenix, then they head north January 13th at Sacramento, then they head back south to Los Angeles January 15th against the Lakers, January 16th against the Clippers, then back north to play the Golden State Warriors on January 18th, and then they fly home with a day rest to Charlotte for a Martin Luther King Day matinee at 5 o'clock. Granted, January 18th, they'll play a 5.30 Sunday tip-off, or Saturday tip-off against the Warriors. The amount of travel bugs me in this, like, bugs me in this one. Just, just let, let Orlando play Phoenix, then do their double in LA, then go to Golden State and Sacramento. I always, for the life of me, can't stand and hate when they have big, long West Coast road trips like this, and you play a team on the way home. You'd make a pit stop somewhere. Usually it's like Houston or Dallas or wherever. Um, you make a little pit stop on your way home. I, I hate this. And you know, Charlotte's expected to be one of the worst teams in the league. These are the kind of games you circle as a schedule loss, especially with just one day in between. And Charlotte apparently will be home from their own West Coast trip with three days of rest. Orlando, by some statistics, will have the most rest disadvantage games of the entire league, where teams that they're playing will have more rest than they will entering the game that they're playing. Now, the Warriors aren't the Warriors they used to be, but they should still have Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell, and they'll be tough. The Clippers and Lakers are obviously title contenders. The Kings have been really tough for the Magic to play in recent years. Um, Certainly last year they were. Phoenix has been spunky, and they've picked off the Magic a few times too. This road trip is the toughest road trip the Magic face all year. From the miles traveled to the, oppo- the quality of the opponent, this is the most difficult road trip. The good news for Orlando is after this West Coast road trip, Orlando plays, I think, just three games on the road against Western Conference opponents the rest of the season. They actually all come right in a row. March 6th through 10th, the Magic will play their final three road games against the Western Conference opponents. So the good news then is by mid-January, Orlando is essentially done with the Western Conference. And if the Western Conference is much better than the Eastern Conference, which a lot of people think it will be, although I'm, I'm dubious to that, that a little bit, that's a little bit of an advantage because you won't have to face as difficult an opponent. But this trip is daunting. Luckily, it gets relatively easier. As I noted, the Magic will play their final three games against Western Conference opponents in what is essentially their last road trip of the season. And their last big road trip of the season happens in early March, March 4th through 10th. A very manageable slate that the Magic should be able to scratch out some wins. It starts, of course, at Miami on March 4th, the Magic's only nationally televised game against the Miami Heat. Then it travels to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then March 8th at Houston, and finally March 10th at Memphis. We all know how difficult, though, Memphis can be. 
I would say that this is a, a, a stern test for the Magic because you, you've got Miami, who should be uh, equal to the Orlando. Minnesota, you could argue, is equal to Orlando. Houston's obviously better, and Memphis is a rebuilding team. There's plenty of opportunity to at least split this road trip, if not go 3-1. and one. But the fact that this is the last road trip, that this is the last kind of stand before the Magic kind of have a schedule very similar to what they had to end last season, March is very home-heavy. Orlando will get a lot of home games after the All-Star break. And just like they start the season with a lot of home games that they got to take advantage of, they will play this March stretch when they can really solidify their playoff positioning at home, at the Amway Center, with a chance to build confidence and move forward. I think that that this road trip is obviously very tough. It has the big national television game. But I think it's manageable. And one where the Magic have to take advantage. Just like they have to take advantage of their final homestand. March 25th through April 1st, the Magic will play their final big homestand. A four-game homestand. March 25th versus Indiana. March 27th versus Brooklyn. March 29th versus New Orleans. And April 1st versus the Charlotte Hornets. Like I've said throughout this whole thing, the Indiana Pacers and the Brooklyn Nets are probably about even with the Orlando Magic. And you would hope by late March, early April, Orlando is competing for playoff positioning and probably competing with these teams. They will get head-to-head matchups with key teams at key junctures of the season. And those are games you got to win. You got to find a way to win those games. You You go look back at the Detroit game last year in Detroit late in the season. Magic beat the Heat. They solidified their spot in the playoffs, essentially. And then they lay an egg against Detroit. And, you know, luckily it didn't cost them. But you win that game, then you're sixth. You played Philadelphia team. The Magic matched up really well with in, in, the, in the regular season. Then again, they matched up okay with Toronto, too. And that didn't work out so well. You get New Orleans, who you would think by that point of the season might be out of it and, you know, might not be playing all their guys, certainly giving the ball design a little bit more, which which could lead to some mistakes. And Charlotte, kind of in the same boat. You know, you don't expect Charlotte to still be in the playoff hunt by April 1st. Now, I will mention the Magic's closing stretch is really difficult. Five of the final seven games are at home, and that should make that homestand all the more vital. To close out the Amway Center, to, to really defend the Amway Center, pick up these key wins before you finish the year with a really difficult road swing. Unlike last year, when Orlando finished a lot on the road, Orlando will play really tough teams. At Boston, April 3rd. At Philadelphia, April 5th. Versus Boston, April 10th. So they play Boston twice in the final seven games. And Boston may not be the elite Boston that they could have been last year, and Orlando beat Boston in any way to clinch a playoff spot. But they are a good team. But they will be a tough team. And then they'll close April 11th at Indiana. Tough place to play. April 13th at Chicago. And finally, April 15th at home at, at the Amway Center against the Toronto Raptors. It's not an easy path home. And so you got to take advantage of the home games in March, especially. As I noted, those two road trips in December and January are going to be the toughest points of the Magic season. Surviving those will help the team set themselves up to make that big playoff push again in March. But really, it all has to start at the beginning. 
I will stress this throughout the rest of this offseason. The Magic have to get out to a good start this year. They cannot spend time figuring things out. They can't, I mean, there'll be some experimenting and, and obviously some growing pains, but they really cannot spend much time trying to figure out who they are. They need to know who they are, and they should because they have the continuity, and they need to get out of the gates fast. Put themselves in pole position, make everyone else chase them. Give themselves some cushion to land on. It's the margin for error is still small for this team. It is impossible to ask the Magic to play with the kind of urgency that they played the final 31 games for all 82. You just can't play at that fever pitch for an entire season. But they got to start out strong. They got to get out to the front of the pack. And then later on in March, when it's time to start building things up again, they can make their move to solidify the position they fought for and earned, hopefully, early in the season. It's going to be an interesting year, I think. I think uh, I think that the Magic have a lot of opportunity to get better and a lot of opportunity to improve on last year's standing, but also plenty of chances that they could fall back to earth and fall back to their mean a little bit or what we think might be their mean. I think that the schedule does set up well for Orlando to make a they have a really special season. Maybe not championship level, but surprising seeding season. They'll be the team that everyone is thinking, wow, I can't believe they're that good. That they took a little bit of a next step. I think the schedule sets up for them to do that. But of course, all of this is on paper. It's going to take a lot more than paper to make that happen. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.